Oh, good day there. Welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, Mike wants a little word about the Reddit investors that have been causing so much trouble lately. For non-Reddit investors, I guess it's the main people they're causing the trouble for. Uh, we've got some very rare honey to discuss, very expensive honey as well, and. Um, what the thing that probably most hurts your professional sport if you're involved in professional sport we'll cover that off shortly but first up um, uh, the, the the whole recovering from the COVID situation not the disease but the economic crisis a little bit of indication too by the way for those of us that have seen the mess part of the government's so-called COVID support scheme has produced this government doesn't do detail of course Uh, It doesn't think things through, basically. So the wage subsidy, right, run into months of trouble as it became abundantly clear that many of those that got support to stay open and save jobs not only stayed open and save jobs, but as it turned out, made a profit and in some cases boomed and then in some other cases paid investors a dividend. Many of them asked, if you're so profitable, why is the taxpayer funding all of this? I defended it and continue to do so based on the very simple premise that the government wanted money out the door fast And as such, simply said, if your income is hit by 30% or more, you meet the criteria. The rest is a moral scrap that still unfolds to this day. But the STAP program, S-T-A-P-P program, seemed even less thought out. STAP was designed to help tourism operators survive until the borders opened, and a special part of that program was for integral companies who attracted tourists and supported regions. Trouble was, some got a fortune, some got nothing, and not a lot of it made any sense at all. The Auditor-General has now launched an investigation. It got so bad at one point that MB said, pull the pin, it's a mess. The most famous case was, of course, the Hackett Bungie operation. They got $5 million cash and a $5 million credit line. Some businesses didn't think they even qualified, so didn't apply, only to see a similar business down the road get support. As the borders remain shut and those who miss the boat hang on by a thread or indeed have folded, the anger, not surprisingly, is growing. The government, yet again, Yet again, a court not acting, not knowing what to do, and certainly not reassuring anyone. Big question is, what's an inquiry going to do? It will unquestionably find the scheme wanting. I mean, it was a shambles, but then what? An even bigger question, do the government learn? Or do they do what they always do, release it on a Friday or before Christmas and pretend there's nothing to see here? See, by the time you deal with Ihamotau, Mallard, Simpson, Simpson Roche, the flu vaccine, the PPE, the measles, the flu jab, MIQ, the wage subsidy, the SME loan scheme, the PGF, Kiwi Bill, Lees Galloway, Curran, Fightery and Twyford, they're racking up quite the record. The sad reality is the AG STAP report will simply get added to the pile. Another thing we don't seem to be able to get sorted at the moment is letting the right people into the country, the people we need to do things. Um, Mike's going to elaborate a little bit on that, I think. Great story on television over the weekend just just typifies what's going wrong in this country at the moment. We've got an employment tug of war, right? You've got the Central Rail Link, which is a major project in Auckland, digging a big hole in the ground. You've got the Water Care Project, major water care project. They're digging another hole in the ground. And both need the same set of skilled workers. They've only got enough staff in the country for one. How stupid is that? These are specialised TBM tunnel boring machine operators, right? So what happens now, instead of bringing more people into the country, they're poaching each other. So you've got two projects. One looks at the other, goes, oh, I need Bruce. Hey, Bruce, come and work for me. And Bruce goes, how much? And they go, give him some more. Bruce comes on over. Other projects then bugger because they... And so here's the point they make. If the Wiggles can get it, why couldn't these TBM operators get it? Not a bad question, is it? Northern Amalgamated Workers' Union Secretary Morris Davis 
What's he say? If the Wiggles can get it, why couldn't these TBM operators get it? What's the answer? Why don't we have one? Well, because we, did, we didn't already have some Wiggles. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> Fill the gap, you reckon? Slow. Supply demand. I mean, the demand for Wiggles was even higher than the demand for... <laughs> See, if it wasn't so bloody serious, we wouldn't be laughing. I mean, come on. I mean, surely your most elegant solution is for the uh, Wiggles to come up with a tunnel boring song. Uh, so instead of driving around in a big red car, for example, we're tunnel boring, tunnel boring. This is how we bore a tunnel. And then it'll get done in no time. Uh, you get tunnels bored all over the country, every, everywhere they're doing a concert. Um, that'd be my... And instead of um, Jeff falling asleep all the time, I know Jeff is, isn't there anymore, it's a different one uh, now, I think. But back in my day, and when I say my day, my kid's day, Jeff fell asleep all the time. So instead of that, you'd have one who just bores tunnels all the time instead. Sorted. Um, have they sorted this uh, everyday ordinary people being able to invest in things situation yet? Stop effing selling GME. That's the title of a thread on social media on Friday. It's a bunch of investors who thought by buying GameStop, a failing company, and pumping it up, they'd teach the heavyweights of Wall Street a lesson by squeezing their short. I hope you've read up on this. This is a moment in time that yet again shows that too many who want to make a noise make their noise with no forethought, far less expertise. Having bought in... Having made their point, and presumably having cost a few hedge funds a fortune, people then bailed, as people normally do when they see a stock rocket for no good solid economic reason. They take their profits and run. Some ran to silver. Some probably went back to the dark rooms from where they came. But what they did by running was leave the bewildered and the stupid holding stock that was bought at a price far higher than it was when the line stop effing selling GME started trending a price that will probably never be seen again. One analyst summed it up well. There were a variety of reasons why, one, this happened, two, why it ended the way it did, and three, why it was always going to end the way it did. The whole thing was leaderless. And that is social media to a T. It's a pile-on. It's one idiot after another reading something, deciding it's cool, and before you know it, it's a thing. And when there is no leader... There is no coordination, and when there's no coordination, it's every person for themselves. And given ultimately, whether they want to admit it, it was driven by greed, the moment the penny drops and you work out you've made some free coin, you're gone, leaving the dopier ones holding the losses and wondering where their movement vanished to. QAnon, anyone? I note with interest the IRD here is looking for profits from the scheme, so it was truly global. But what is it they say about a fool and his money? You'd like to think, of course, this would be the beginning, the middle and the end of it, but that would be to deny human nature in the way it is. So the only question is, how long before you think we are back here saying the same thing again? Well, by the end of this podcast, definitely. Uh, probably just before I started it, uh, during it. Um, yeah, that genie's never going... <laughs> don't know. Even if you vacuum seal it, it's still not going to fit back in that bottle, that's for sure. Um, uh, speaking of bottles and jars, would you pay five grand for jar of honey? Is, is, it, is it terroir, as they say in the wine industry? Is it where you do it or how you do it or what's the magic? Uh, it's a combination of different factors, really. Like certainly, you know, it's a very unique location, but a special set of circumstances, I guess, in, in Mother Nature. Uh, that has created, I guess, this very unique, um, you know, highly rated manuka honey. So, um, yeah, no one single factor, I guess, coupled with that, would be the you know extreme 
care and attention of our team in the whole production process uh, to absolutely minimise any uh, potential other dilution from other nectar sources and also the fact that we place all of our hives or majority of them by way of helicopter to get them right into the, the centre of the most concentration, you know, pure remote stands in Manuka in the, in the country, really. So, yeah. What's the supply-demand curve? I mean, are you meeting demand? Is demand outstripping supply? Or, you know, you got a few left over at $5,000 a jar? Uh, they were pretty well all purchased from Harrods in London uh, before we'd even uh, finished packaging it all off. So, Jesus. yeah, instantly release it. Incredible. It's always Harrods, isn't it? It's always Harrods that seems to buy up all this stuff. Um, people love buying the expensive Manuka honey from from Harrods. Are they having it on toast? I don't I, I, I don't care enough about honey to understand how people are actually using it. Are they just putting it on their toast? Or crumpets? Of a morning? A, a baguette? What are, what are we dealing with here? Bagel? Bloody expensive bagel. Uh, we're going to finish up here with the problem uh, many professional sports people face that Mike Hoskin can solve, apparently. The other thing I was thinking over the weekend, you know, and taking nothing away from Ryan Fox, he was playing golf in, um, in the Middle East, and he was leading. And that's good, because he hasn't led for quite a while. And then he started complaining about worrying about getting a flight home and being an MIQ and missing his slot. And I can't, he ended up being sixth equal, which is fair enough. He got $130,000, but which is not a million, which is what he would have got if he won. And I cannot help but think that psychologically, if he had spent less time worrying about his MIQ slot and more time focusing on winning, he might have won. And that's the psychology of top level sport, I guess, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's always. Reminds us of Michael Campbell's aliens in the brain situation. Yeah. If you right. overthink it, don't overthink stuff. The moment you start overthinking stuff, you you bug it. I think, though, it can go the other way as well. You can underthink. Because I've never overthought anything. I'm pretty sure, given that I never think about anything at all, but I've never really achieved anything either. So I don't think not overthinking is the is this the whole recipe. It's half the recipe. You don't overthink it, but the other half. My advice would be not to underthink it either, and it's and it becomes a habit too. Underthinking. I I, I wouldn't know where to start thinking now. I'm Glenn ZB. I think that's the end. Uh, it's the rewrap, and I think we'll be back here again tomorrow. See you then. Don't even think about it. Just just turn up. 